We got an injury update when it comes to Eddie Jackson, but will it be enough to help save the Chicago Bears secondary? We're going to talk about that. Plus, Brad Biggs over at the Chicago Tribune basically outlines the fact that Matt Eberflus is gone one way or another. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. My name is Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for the day. And first up, we're going to be talking about Eddie Jackson and his pending return. Eddie Jackson uh, was being interviewed in, uh, on ESPN 1000, and he said this as far as his, re- his return. Uh, Thursday against the Commanders, he says, that's the plan. Right now, day by day, I'm feeling a lot better, so definitely that's the plan. That's definitely the target goal. I've been out too long. It's too frustrating. So, Eddie Jackson, pending his return. We know we have quite a bit of Chicago Bears injured right now, and a lot of those being in the secondary as well. Spread out all over, but we've lost a lot uh, in that secondary, so getting Eddie Jackson back sooner rather than later. This is after we got word that Tevin Jenkins is returning to practice this week as well and is expected, I think, to to play in the Washington Commanders game as well. So we need everything that we can get, right? This team is now on four on the season. It's already a dis- de- depressing start of the season. The Chicago Bears are the reality show right now when it comes down to it um, in around the NFL. And so when it comes down, when it just all comes down to it, we want all these players back healthy sooner rather than later. And, you know, I don't know how much that corrects and writes the ship on its own, right? Because we are in a very, very bad place as a franchise right now. But, you know, you want to have your guys healthy. You want to have your guys out there. You want to have them building that chemistry. You want to have them getting as many reps as possible together, things like that. And, you know, unfortunately, injuries are going to be a part of the story of this season regardless, right? We've passed the point now where we where we can say, hey, you know – Hopefully we have a relatively injury-free season the rest of the way, but we've had so many major injuries to key players that were expected to be, you know, difference makers for this team. Now, I'm not saying that in any way that that the 0-4 record so far is because of that, because the Bears have played absolute like shit, and right now we're in shambles as a franchise. Uh, you know, and you know, we talked about Matt Eberflus and his uh, press conference yesterday, and the fact that you know he's still just seems kind of dis- disconnected from reality in a way. You still want all your healthy players out there. You know, the Chicago Bears have their own questions and things that they are going to have to go through and and stuff like that. But, you know, you want the players back healthy on the field. You want to fairly evaluate everything. And you want to kind of try to eliminate as many of the what-if questions as you can before the end of the season. Because I expect this to be a season where Ryan Poles, if he's worth half of what I think he's worth, right, uh, he's going to have to ask him very tough uh, questions about this roster, about the coaching staff about everything this offseason. So you want to be able to fairly evaluate the pieces not only individually but together and how they operate together and what you think can be fixed by coaching, what you think can't be fixed, where you think some things just aren't working at. You want to be able to eliminate most of those questions where you can. So you want everybody healthy as soon as possible. And so, you know, we'll see what ends up happening with that. Now, with that being said as well, the Chase Claypool drama, which we all already know about, um, you know, he's, he's been told to stay away from the team stuff like that. And, you know, is is Chase Claypool going to be moved? That remains to be seen. I think that the Bears are exploring those options because otherwise he would have been cut by now, right? And so because of that, because I, I do think that they are going to be looking to evaluate and see what they can get if it's something of value, right? At this point, if you can get anything back for him, even if it's a six, seven-round pick, you get that back because you just never know. If you evaluate correctly, right, 
You just never know what you can get back. The biggest question is, is, is does he have any type of value around the league where somebody will be willing to give that right now? And so we'll end up seeing when it comes down to that. I think that the Chase Claypool thing is going to have a resolution sooner rather than later because I just think I, I, at some point, even though you've told him to stay away from the team, uh, you kind of want to eliminate that drama uh, where you can. And so if you can, if you can move on from it, you, you go ahead and make that decision whether you're going to move them, trade them, cut them, whatever it is. You got to make that decision, I think, sooner rather than later. But right now, the Chicago Bears have bigger questions. And one of the bigger questions is, what's going on with this coaching staff? And so uh, Brad Biggs of the Chicago Tribune actually had this quote, which I think is very telling on where the franchise is with uh, head coach Matt Eberflus. He said this, here's why I believe Eberflus is in serious jeopardy. The Bears seem highly unlikely to want to pursue a quarterback in the 2024 draft. And their uh, pair, and then pair, uh, I'm sorry, they seem highly unlikely to want to pursue a quarterback in the uh, 2024 draft and then want to pair USC's Caleb Williams or whoever with this coaching staff. I also find it difficult to believe that they would want Eberflus in a must-show big improvement situation in 2024. If he doesn't, then you're looking at a coaching change and a new staff and a new system for a second-year quarterback in 2025. That would be suboptimal. It doesn't make sense. Well, I doubt the Bears have had any serious discussions regarding this because the 13 games remain in the season. It will require a massive turnaround, the kind of thing even most ardent fans can't believe in to change the trajectory of the franchise. What does that mean? That means that Matt Eberflus, and, and it, it, this is it, it's all over. Dan Bernstein as well on 670 The Score had a great clip, which I'll go ahead and play now. He's done. Whether they act or not, that's what it sounds like. This is what it looks like. He is absolute powdered toast man right now. He is dunzo. They weren't listening to him before the game. Can you imagine hearing that in the locker room? Be like, oh, well, go get him. Uh, hits principal. I mean, he's just gibbering up there. He's got nothing. He's been totally exposed. Defensive head coach with his magic defense and his principles and his discipline. Your discipline? You get 10 penalties. You got you got a wide receiver. You you have to tell not to come to the building, and we still don't know what happened with your hand-picked defensive coordinator and what these inappropriate things that he did that forced him to resign. I mean, really, what the hell is going on up there? At the end of the day, the question is: Is moving or changing the head coach going to fix everything that's wrong with this team? No, but Matt Eberflus has lost the locker room. And to me, in my opinion, as somebody who watches this team week in and week out, and you guys know I give you episodes daily, right? When it- the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Comes down to it, it's time. It's time to move away from Matt Eberflus. Now, while that may not happen in the middle of the season, they may wait till the end of 2013 because moving to an interim head coach, really, is, is it going to change the results? Now, I would think, if the, th- if the situation with Matt Eberflus gets so dire to where you think he's actively hurting the, the, the players, right, in their development and their, and their whatever else, or the players just completely stage a mutiny in regards to Matt Eberflus, anything less than that, I think he's going to finish the season um, still being the Chicago Bears head coach. But that he, he's on his way out. And I think the writing is on the wall, and I think so many people see it that it's just time for Matt Eberflus to go. He says a lot of the right things. 
he, uh, and all that. But when it comes down to the performance and what you actually need from your head coach and in the way that you have to judge head coaches, Matt Eberflus is a net zero and a loss for the Chicago Bears. And unfortunately, you know, rather, and I know it's a big debate whether, you know, uh, 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 Ryan Poles decided to hire him or not, whatever it is. He's here now and he has to fucking go. And that's what it really boils down to, in my opinion, and many other people's opinions. Not that that makes it any stronger or not, but I think that it's really, it is time to go ahead and, and move on from Matt Eberflus by the end of the season because I think we've seen it. A team is already given, you are two years in with, uh, with only 11 players remaining from the roster when Ryan Poles took over. You are two years into this, less than two years, a year and a half, right? And the, it seems like the, the players have already given up. And they don't trust Matt Eberflus. They don't trust this coaching, coaching staff. And it's very rare case that you see that turn around. It'd be different if we had a roster full of veterans where you can get younger, right? We are a fairly young roster. So in that case, right, it's, 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 it's highly unlikely that this roster turns around on Matt Eberflus. And I think, you know, anything barring Matt Eberflus, for example, winning out the rest of the season. Let's say for somehow the Chicago Bears win 13 games in a row, which we all know is not going to happen. Anything less than that, I don't see it being anything that turns around this, the players or are, 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 are the other opinion on Matt Eberflus. I just don't. So, you know, we end up seeing what it, what it comes down to. But I do think there are some nice candidates out there that the Chicago Bears could absolutely go into, and one of them being Eric Bieniemy, right? And I think that this is a guy who many people have asked and questioned, why isn't he a head coach already, right? And you look at the the way that he's done, what what how he's performed, as an, as an offensive coordinator, now the assistant head coach and where he is, look at the success and the growth of Kansas City and that offense from 2018 to 2022 when he was there, right? Winning, lots of points, dynamic offense. Didn't always have the biggest weapons down there either, but they found a way to do it and make it happen. At the end of the day, I think that Eric Bieniemy should absolutely be on that short list. Am I saying that he must be the guy? Not necessarily, right? We'll see what else they come up with. But at the end of the day, I do think that he is a guy that can come in. He has the resume. He has the proof at the NFL level, right? He's won two Super Bowl rings in that time as well. Gotten the Minnesota to the NFC Championship in 2029. Won a national championship at Colorado, right? He's done all the things to me that show a guy that you can bet on. Now, is he going to be perfect? Probably not, right? 54 years old. Yeah, and, you know, that's not old for a head coach in the NFL, right? And I don't think he's at that point where he's detached from being able to relate to the young guys on the team. But at the end of the day, I think that the connection and the way that he's come up, how he's how he's coached, the proof there, I think that Eric Bieniemy is a guy that I would like to see here, uh, whether it be, and I don't think with him being the assistant head coach where he is, I don't necessarily think that he'd leave for anything less than a head coach position, but I do think that he is a guy that can come in and potentially be that next head coach for the Chicago Bears. But, you know, we end up seeing that. We got so many questions to answer between now and then. So much is up in air, right? I, I did a stream over on Bleacher Report yesterday talking about what could the Bears look to do in the first round with their two draft picks they're going to have. And while we came into the season initially maybe doubting the Bears' ability to get a player like Marvin Harrison Jr., I think that that may be on the horizon. And, you know, regardless of what they do with quarterback or not, Marvin Harrison Jr. should absolutely be on their target list for the Chicago Bears this offseason for a couple of things. He, he, he theoretically is going to give you what you thought you were going to get from Chase Claypool, but even better, right, more consistent. He's one of the best athletes um, at that wide receiver position that you're going to find in collegiate football. On top of all of that, he's a guy that also is just, he's damn good. His route running. Great. His ability to go out there and make difficult catches. Great, right? He's not a guy that shies away from contact either, even willing to put his body on the line if it means coming down with the catch. 
Um, a Marvin Harrison Jr., I know we're only four weeks into the season, but he's absolutely somebody that to keep your eye on and what he does, right? Um, and the explosiveness and things like that, his route running ability, the body control, everything. Marvin Harrison Jr. is one of the best wide receivers in the game of collegiate football right now. And, you know, you look at that that elite-level athleticism that he has, right? And the, and the fact of all that, I think he's a guy that you can absolutely come in and you, and you you can do a lot worse than than drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. But with all that said, you have to have the right coaching staff to develop it. You have to have the right offensive scheme that's going to be able to get creative and use him. But if you have a future locked in at some point where you have DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr. as your one and two with maybe Darnell Mooney if you bring him back as well, listen, Tyler Scott still is somebody in there. That is a future wide receiver core that regardless of what you decide to do with your quarterback, that, that, that the quarterback could, that you're you're bringing in a quarterback that's going to have legit weapons. You just then at that point have to hope that you have a quarterback that's going to be able to take advantage of those things. But, you know, that's that's a story for another day. Um, but, you know, short week this week. We'll be back tomorrow uh, with our prediction show for Thursday's game. And then we'll be back uh, Thursday with our pregame, our postgame shows. And I'm sure C-Dub's going to live call it as well. So you guys make sure you stay locked in right here at Chicago Bears Central. You can follow this channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral.gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And like I like to end every episode on, Shy Town up, bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.